I think myself, as many other educational researchers and scholars, were pleasantly surprised. We were incredibly pleased to see that despite uh, the difficulties, the challenges that many of our young people who were in the Great 12 year last year have done what can only be described as exceptionally well under the circumstances. Does this perhaps herald in a new way of learning, rotational learning, online classes, virtual classes, that sort of thing? I would be reluctant to say that it heralds in uh, a success for the rotational learning. I, I think that it was an emergency measure under very specific circumstances, but I certainly wouldn't want to go back to that as a, as a norm for, for our learners in, in schools. I think as much as this class did uh, exceptionally well under the circumstances, this is not the practice we should uh, be promoting going forward. Having said that, I do think there's something to be said for um, uh, the self-direction of many learners who on those days when they were not at school had to decide and had to make plans together alone or together with peers with the guidance of parents uh, to sit down, to study, to work regularly and so forth. And then with respect to the issue of online learning, definitely it is uh, the way in which the world is moving. But, you know, we're always very conscious in South Africa that many young people from many homes uh, don't have access to the conditions, the resources to be able to study under those conditions. Data is very expensive. Uh, many don't have the devices to allow them uh, to flourish in this fashion. The minister is very happy with the announcement of the matric results, but somebody anonymous on, on our Twitter, on our SMS line says that the announcement of the matric results is a meaningless window dressing exercise by the ANC government. Everybody knows what the reality is. 30% pass requirement, upwards adjustment of marks and very high dropout rate of learners that never make it to grade 12. Have we really progressed since 1994? I pose that question to you, Professor. Yes, um, thank you for that. I, I, I certainly am not going to be one that agrees in totality with that kind of statement. I think it uh, is disingenuous to um, completely disregard the exceptional achievement of our young people who worked under very difficult circumstances to get here. And then as to the argument that um, uh, the number of children who come into grade one and the number in comparison to the number who actually leave was a metric pass in grade 12 is not entirely dependent on the Department of Basic Education and their efforts. Now, I'm not, for that matter, saying that everything is going well in all our schools and that there's equal uh, and equitable uh, quality teaching and learning going on in every single school. But we should not uh, undermine the dedicated efforts of the teachers, and there are very many of those in the system who do exceptional work every day under very challenging uh, circumstances. Mm-hmm. Other factors that may play a role in the dropout of children between grade one and uh, matric cannot be laid 
uh, at the door of DBE alone. There are uh, issues such as children's socioeconomic circumstances, um, poor nutrition in the early years. In fact, even in vitro nutrition plays a role in children's learning and development and brain development over time. Uh, the lack of uh, resources, the lack of exposure to uh, play and uh, mediated learning in its mm-hmm. own fashion through play in the early years, that sets the foundation for what happens yes. in the matric year. Just very briefly, Professor, the class of 2022 will have studied grades 10, 11 and 12 under the state of disaster. What lessons should government be implementing as of this year to in order to improve the quality and pass rate of our matriculants? Yeah, I think we should, uh, two things that stand out really for me. I think that we're very good at emergency measures. So we put lots of support into place when things are disastrous. But where's that support when there isn't a disaster, when there is no pandemic? Mm. That's what we should be uh, uh, focusing on very strongly uh, at all times during the education system. We've showed it that we can do it now, so let's continue with those measures. And a second thing is um, to really uh, firm down our foundations of learning in the early years. Because if we have a solid basis in the primary school, uh, that sets the tone for how our children are able to progress successfully and for the resilience and the good study habits that develop. uh, So we don't need to do all of this in matric. It starts in the younger years. I thank you so much for your views. Professor Nadine Peterson, Executive Dean at the University of Johannesburg's Faculty of Education. Now, psychologists have advised parents and caregivers of the class of 2021 to prioritize the mental health of their children, regardless of what their matric, uh, matric results were. Now, this uh, some may have performed as well as they may have hoped in the final exams for a look at how to help guide your child in the event that their results are not satisfactory. We are joined on the line by clinical psychologist Corsi Gianni. A very good morning to you and welcome. Good morning to you indeed, Elvis. Ms. Gianni, the class of 2021 is the first to have studied both grades 11 and 12 during the state of disaster. What are some of the pressures you think that they may have faced? Well, I I don't think we can overstate the the pressures in terms of, firstly, the the high stakes in terms of their own, um, you know, health. Um, and importantly so, the health of the family members, the health of their classmates, their teachers. So the whole system has been under severe threat, and therefore there's been a lot of psychological stress, a lot of uncertainty, and of course the reality is that not only have they had to anticipate the possibility of threat to themselves, but the whole system was under threat, and therefore there's been a lot of stress in the system. We know that there's been consistent disruptions in and out, in and out with different levels um, of uh, COVID precautionary measures that have been severely disruptive uh, to to the children and uh, risk of exposure, constant risk of of exposure because we also know that predominantly in the majority of schools Mm. there's overcrowding and so the need to 
distance has been a luxury that for many has not really, uh, mm-hmm. you know, panned out well. And it, whatever measures have been disrupted because they're at home, there's a whole lot that's going on and, and it breaks down the consistency of learning that um, the, the professor mm-hmm. was talking about. Now, for the learners and the parents who are now sitting at home heartbroken because they are not happy with their marks or they didn't perform as well, what should they be focusing on right now? Well, I think one of the things is that, um, you know, parents need to provide a, a support, an important um, supporting role in terms of um, keeping perspective. So one of the things is, is, is exactly that, to acknowledge the dif- difficult circumstances. But unfortunately, the circumstances are not in the exam itself, right? And so it is important to rise above, to keep a high watch. So it's important for parents to ensure that, Disappointment is important, and and let's not downplay that. It's important because it says somebody is invested, and when they have not achieved that, they they do feel diminished, a sense of diminishment. So that's expected. It is to then guard that that does not degenerate into, um, uh, 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 you know, despondence, so to speak, and to cultivate a purpose and vision that yeah. says there are many ways to skin a cat or to, to get through this. So it doesn't mean that everybody will get through the first time and to see this result as a data point rather than as something that speaks to them fundamentally as human beings. It simply says you need to do more or differently than how you have approached the last one. So learn from your last experience in order to sharpen yourself going forward and keep the vision. Mm -hmm. Just briefly, what are some of the practical ways in which parents can prioritize the mental health of their child during this time? Uh, It is to sit down with the children. Um, These are conversations. This emphasizes the importance of the relationship between parents and children. So parents need to, first of all, deal with their own disappointments um, and not um, uh, impose this on the child Mm -hmm. and not burden the child with with their own disappointment. And, And to hand hold, literally sit down with the child, go through the marks and say, what did you think? What, how do you think uh, you, you, you did in terms of this subject? What contributed to this? And, okay, so looking forward, what do you think are going to be measures that we, we're going to have, we together, are going to have to put in place to do differently as the new year approaches?